everyone. Welcome to Wind Down Wednesdays. I'm your host, Paula Taylor, and this is episode 48. Tonight, we're going to talk about recognizing and moving through fear. But before we jump into our topic, I do have a couple of brief announcements. I wanted to let you all know that the endometriosis workshop I did a couple weeks ago with BioTouch is now available on my website, paulataylorenergy.com. If you head to the events tab and hover over it, it'll drop down to past events and it's the first thing at the top of the page there. You can watch my entire presentation and then learn some of the BioTouch sets that were a very useful tool for me when I was doing some healing work with my own endometriosis. So tonight we're going to talk about recognizing and moving through fear. And fear is really tricky. And, and I want to be clear here tonight, what we're talking about is fear, like all capital letter, letters, fear. Not worry, not anxiety. We're talking about the deep fears that, that kind of underlie a lot of the other things in our life that we don't want to look at, that we're afraid. Sometimes we're afraid of the fear we're going to get into that. But I'm talking about these really deep-seated core beliefs that are, that are fear-based, the fear that we're unlovable, that's a big one. Fear of, that we're not worthy, we're too much, we're not enough. Fear of scarcity, safety fears. These are the kind of fears I'm talking about. Fear of death, the, the big fears with big old capital letters. And, and fear, like I said, it's very tricky because it hides under other emotions. It, it really commonly hides under things like anger and irritability. It can be hiding under guilt and shame, depression and sadness. I've said this before, and a lot of spiritual people will say that, that really everything boils down to fear or love. And, and the things that we typically think of as negative emotions, underlying those is fear. But fear also hides under certainty, and particularly the certainty of helplessness. And that's a weird sounding phrase, and I'm going to get into that and explain a little bit more about what I mean by that. So I see this all the time in clients for years and years and years. I've seen this in clients. Things are going really well. They're coming to see me. We're talking about things. We're doing energy work, body work, whatever it is. And then we get to kind of the edge of one of these big, giant block letter fears and they run away. And generally what I notice is there's no awareness of this. They're completely unaware that the fear is what's motivating them, what's driving them. On top of it are those other emotions. A lot of times it, it's sort of anger, irritability. People will say things to me like, well, I asked you for this. Why are we working on that? And it's kind of like, well, that is what's driving this. And then the other things that I hear this is, I kind of wrote this as, as a quote, but people don't come right out and say this, but sometimes there's this feeling that I get or, or it's hinted at, I thought you were going to fix me. That's kind of what a lot of, and a lot of body workers will tell you they run into that fairly frequently. And the way that I translate that is, is more like, I'm afraid I can't do this or I don't know how to do this, so I want you to do it for me. 
So they, so they get to the edge of that place where they're really going to have to do that work, that emotional work, that, that awareness, spiritual processing work of, of recognizing a fear and, and figuring out how to move through it. And, it's, and all those defense mechanisms come up and they, they back away, they run away. If you think of healing, which I'm going to use my air quotes again, and I will say, if you did not watch last week, please go back and watch it or listen to the podcast because I think that's the most powerful episode I've ever done. I'm not sure it's my favorite episode, but I think it's the most powerful episode I've ever done where I talked about the true meaning of healing. So if you think about healing or what I like to call expansion, clarity, and harmony as a door, some people will never even see the door because of that fear. Some people will see the door and run away before they get anywhere near it. Some people will kind of walk up to the door and maybe like touch at it and like, yeah, and then they run away. Some people will open the door and look through and then they get scared. Some people will, will put a toe into the, into the room. Some people get all the way into the room and then they, they get scared and they run away. And I feel like a lot of times we're, we're actually scared of the fear itself. So we never even look at it. We don't recognize it as fear because it's so big and scary that we can't even look at it. It's just this, it's like the elephant in the room that, that we can't see. And, and so we focus on all these other things. We focus on our anger. We focus on our depression or irritability or our guilt or our shame or, or not focus on them, they're kind of running the show, maybe, because we're not conscious, we're not aware of what's happening. But underneath all that are, are these giant fears that, you know, are like standing at the end of this Grand Canyon and, and being afraid to jump into it. So my example of this is that I have recently, I've, so I've had sleep problems since I was very young, like six or seven, I've had, I've had issues sleeping. And at a certain point, it just kind of seemed like part of who I was, honestly, it was just like, well, I can't sleep. And it's not something I really looked at. And so recently, I started looking at that a little bit more. Well, why did I have sleep problems, especially at such an early age? What, you know, what was it about sleep that, that I had a hard time with? And, and I was remembering that as a child, I felt like I was being pulled down a dark tunnel as I was falling asleep. And, and then I was just trapped in this dark cave and it just scared the crap out of me. It, it was one of those big gigantic fears I'm talking about. And so I was thinking about, because, because I, I became aware of this fear, and, and the feeling of this fear is hard to describe, but I know everybody's had it. It's that deep down, like, oh, oh no, like, it's, it's really a huge feeling. And, and of course, it's scary, and it makes sense that we don't want to look at it, because even looking at it is scary. It's, you know, recognizing it as a fear, it's so big. That it's like, oh, if this is all fear, what do I do with this? Like, where do I put this? How, how do I function with all this gigantic fear in me? So I wanted to 
name this fear. I wanted to figure out what the fear was. I wanted to recognize the fear. I had acknowledged it, but I wanted to recognize it for what it was. What was the base fear underneath this feeling of just dread? And and so I thought about it and I recognized it as a, a fear of being alone, as this feeling of being pulled down a dark tunnel and then being completely alone in this dark cave. And so I actually went back and I, I listened to episode one of Wine Down Wednesdays on the podcast. And that was a great meditation, by the way. I, I, I listened to the meditation and I did it as a listener as opposed to, to guiding it. And there was this great part in there where, where I described fear as a knot. And, and we worked on unknotting this fear. And as I went through this meditation... I had some really amazing experiences. I took my child self into this cave, accompanied with me. She was like, no, we don't go in the cave. It's very, you know, it was like, I, it took a little bit of coaxing to get my child self to come with me into this cave. But I encouraged her to look around, to look through the dark of the cave and notice that the cave wasn't in fact dark. And, and then we saw these beautiful crystals everywhere. We saw onyx and we saw emerald and amethyst and selenite, which are probably not coincidentally the layers of frequency of my dimensional frequency expansion that I've been working with. And so we saw these all around. And then we started to see that we weren't alone at all. We started to see spirit guides. We started to see our loved ones who have passed on, who we communicate with fairly frequently. We started to see the, the multidimensional beings, the spirit guides that brought me this dimensional frequency expansion. We started to see ancestors and who it's going to get me again. There were so many spirits there, so many people there that it moved me to tears because when I actually moved into the fear, I recognized what it was. I took myself into the fear and then I realized there was nothing to be afraid of. And I knew that in my conscious mind as an adult, but my child self didn't know that. My child self just knew that that was scary and she didn't want to go there. And that energy gets trapped in our body. That energy of not falling into a deep sleep has been in my body, has been in my system since I was a child. So when I went to sleep last night, I was trying to stay really present in that darkness. I closed my eyes and instead of kind of like letting my mind wander and, and being up in the chatter of my mind, I really tried to stay present in that darkness behind my eyes behind my closed eyes and it was still really hard I, I could feel myself I wanted to run away because I, that fear was still there but I just kept reminding myself that down that tunnel was this beautiful cave where I wouldn't be alone I would be surrounded by all this love all this loving energy all these different facets of that divine energy that we work with in these wind down Wednesdays every week and I slept better than I have in years, probably. And I do have a smartwatch that kind of monitors my sleep. 
And so I got 39 minutes of deep sleep last night, which maybe doesn't sound like a lot, but my typical is like zero to 15, somewhere between zero and eight, actually, a lot of times, minutes of deep sleep and an entire night of sleep. So 39 minutes was like, I was pretty happy with that. And, and it's, it's like an instant representation of that work that I did, of that energetic work that I did. And it was hard. It was scary. This work is hard and scary. And I understand why people get scared. And I understand why people get angry and, and irritable and, and prickly because it touches on something in us that it touches on those giant block letter fears. But the reward of looking at the fear, recognizing it as fear, naming it, and then letting yourself go fully into it in a safe and supported way. I did it just as we do every week. I did it with my own <laughs> guided meditation support. And that energy flows and I felt supported and I felt loved and I was able to connect to that childlike part of myself that's been holding this fear for so long that's been held in my body, in my system. And what an instant result. I mean, I'm interested to see like if it gets better, if it get you know, sometimes it gets better than worse, but that fear doesn't feel so big to me anymore. And I was getting glimpses of it as, as, as I peeked through the little door of this particular healing that I was working on, it was like, oh man, I, I think I'll, think I'll come back to this. And we can do that. And that's completely fine. You know, as long as we come back to it, we can do this in our own time. This is what I was talking about in terms of the certainty of helplessness. So the fear convinces us that it doesn't even exist. For years and years and years, I was just like, oh yeah, I just can't sleep. I just, I'm not a good sleeper, you know. I never thought about why so much, you know. I just assumed it was like, it's the way my brain's wired or whatever. But I knew, I mean, if you'd asked me, oh, well, when did your insomnia start? Well, it started about like seven or eight. And, you know, I, I could pinpoint kind of when it started, but not really why. And, and when I first started to look at it and I recognized that that was fear because it took me a minute, you know, I had that certainty of helplessness. I had the certainty that oh, I'm just a bad sleeper. There's nothing I can do about that. And we feel that about a lot of things in our lives. We sort of convince ourselves that this is just the way it is and, and we just have to live with it. And a lot of that is that fear tricking us into that certainty of helplessness that phrase came to me earlier and, and I'm, I really like it, but it's also a weird sounding and it's going to take a little bit to get used to. And I hope I explained it well with my example. So how do we move through the fear? Cause this is really where this topic came from for me. My, my friend from high school, Emily Lonegro is an amazing woman. She owns a company called Lime Red Studios. It's a B Corp. Uh, she just is incredible. And she posted something on her Instagram and she posted a little video on Facebook and it was all about bravery. It was about how we feel fear and we move through it. We feel the fear and we do it anyway. That's what true bravery is. It's, it's not never feeling fear. It's that we feel fear and we move through it. But when I started thinking about that, when I started thinking into that, it was like, 
But before we can even do that, we have to recognize the fear. We have to acknowledge the fear. And a lot of us haven't even gotten to that step because the fear is so big that we're actually afraid of the fear. So once we recognize the fear, once we can name the fear, then we have the opportunity to move through the fear, to move into the fear and then through it to the other side. And we do this using our tools. A few weeks ago, I talked about spiritual tool building. So there's so many tools we can use for this. Spiritual processing, meditation. Essentially, all fear is, is stagnant energy. And it feels gigantic. I mean, we've talked about that. It feels like the elephant in the room, as I said before. But that's, it's just a gigantic area of stagnant energy. When I did that very first Wind Down Wednesday meditation almost a year ago, where I talked about unknotting your fear, I said that if you picture a knot, energy can't move through a knot because the knot is there. When you unknot your rope or whatever it is you're picturing, all of a sudden the energy can flow through again. So... Really all moving through fear is, is getting that stagnant energy to move. And the first step of that is that awareness, is that recognition that the fear is even there, is that acknowledgement of what the fear is, what is underneath all the little surface things that we tell ourselves on top of the fear, what is the actual base fear. And it's usually, it's usually something about survival, physical or emotional survival, or it's something about not being loved, being unlovable, feeling unworthy. Those are kind of the two biggest fears, I think, at the base of a lot of our fears. And then the fear of death. I think that's, and that's, you know, these are all reasonable fears, especially the fear of death. Like nobody knows for sure what happens when we die. So of course that's scary. But again, if we look at it, then we can allow ourselves to move into it. And then we can start using those tools to move the energy, whether it's meditation, whether it's body work, whether it's coaching or spiritual tool building, as I call it. We have so many tools at our disposal, but we can't use those tools if we don't know what we're using them on, if we don't recognize what we're even looking at. The other thing about moving that stagnant energy of fear is that we really need to step outside of judgment. We need to step outside of that ego mind because the ego mind is fear. That's all it is. And as long as we're in that, as long as we're trapped in that kind of little small ego driven fear-based mind, the judgment comes up and the, and it's like a vicious circle. It's a vicious cycle. You know, it's a shame spiral as, as Brene Brown calls it. You know, the, the fear is there and then the judgment about the fear is there and then the shame is there and then the guilt is there and, and it, all of that just keeps feeding off itself. And, and it's hard to stop that. So instead of stopping that, if we just step completely outside of that, if we broaden our perspective, we take a big step back and we see from that perspective of the higher self, of that divine flow, <sighs> now we can move that energy. It's hard to move that energy when you're in it because you don't even see that it's stuck. You have to get a little bit of that objectivity. And that's where having help can really 
be helpful. Having help can be helpful. Hey, that's where having a guide, having somebody help you with that can really give you that that objectivity to step out of that, the judgments, those harsh judgments that we make about ourselves. So tonight's meditation, I, I got very vivid pictures of when I was making my notes and uh, it really made me smile. So we're going to go on a fear hunt tonight, which sounds terrifying and awful, but, but the picture that I got of this was was much more fun and and cartoonish. And so the picture I got, and I'm going to date myself, is uh, Inspector Gadget, kind of like, you know, with his little magnifying glass. And luckily Penny's with him, because if you're familiar at all with Inspector Gadget, he's useless. Penny's the one who does all the work, his daughter. But if you need an older reference, it's like you're the Hardy Boys or Nancy Drew. If you need a newer reference, I'm too old and I can't help you. The old... <laughs> Only thing I could think of was Detective Pikachu, which I don't even know if that's a detective. I just know that Ryan Reynolds was in it. So anyway, it's going to be a fun meditation. And and I think we need that for this these giant fears because they really are all-encompassing and overwhelming and, and hard to even look at. So if you start to get really fearful, if you start to, you know, get really anxious and things are notching up and, and you're like, I don't know if I can handle this anymore. Picture your cartoon detective or your fictional detective or your, you know, maybe it's Earl Q. I can't say that. It's Inspector Poirot, you know, whoever it is, Columbo. It doesn't matter. Picture someone that's a little bit comical, the Pink Panther, kind of bumbling forward through this detective story. And and remember that in all of these stories, one of the common denom- denominator, I just, I'm sorry, I've just, I've worked all day and my like mouth is not working at all tonight. One of the common denominators in all these stories is that they're fairly harmless. You know, Nancy Drew, she got herself in trouble all the time and she always got out of it. That's the feeling we want for this meditation. We're going to go on a fear hunt. We're going to look for one of those big fears. And don't get distracted by the little ones. Don't get distracted by the little worries, unless you're going to look underneath them for what that bigger fear is that's underneath it. We're going to look for the fear. And then we're going to bring some people in, some guides in to help us. And we're just going to sit with that fear. We may go back to that idea of, of unknotting some fear. And think of this as just a peek through that door, like we talked about earlier. You don't, I mean, if you're ready, you just like knock it down like the Kool-Aid man and like run into the room. That's great. But if you're not ready, if you're feeling a little tentative, just like dip your toe in, just kind of look through the door a little bit and and let this be light, even though we're looking at something that, that is very scary, that feels very large, we can do it in a way that's a little bit fun and, and a little bit comical and, and we can kind of shed light, literally, we can shed light on this fear using joy and a little bit of fun. Whew, okay. We'll see how I do with meditation because the, the tongue and the brain are not in uh, connection tonight. I can't, I couldn't even think of the word for that. <sighs> All right. So let's meditate together. 
So start by taking three really deep breaths. Let them deepen each with each breath. Breathing in through the nose, letting your belly float out, really filling the belly with air. And then sighing it out, that audible ha sound. You can add that grounding ooh at the end if you'd like. Take a few more of those deep breaths, however many feels appropriate for you tonight. <sighs> Bring your awareness fully into your body here. Let go of anything that you've been doing anything that you need to do after this. Really give yourself the, gi the gift of coming into this moment. Allow that top of the head, the crown chakra to gently open and invite that beautiful divine light that really is at the root of everything, even our fears are really at the very base, underneath what we feel as fear. Everything is really just this light, just this love. Invite this in through the top of your head. Let it come into your throat and your neck and your jaw. Let it flow into your shoulders and your upper arms, into your elbows and forearms and the wrists and hands. Allow this golden light of joy and love and bliss to flow into your chest and your upper back. Let it come into your abdomen and your mid back, your low back and low belly. Allow this beautiful golden light to pool in your hips and your pelvis. Take another deep breath here and really draw this energy in through your head and your torso down into the hips. And as you breathe out, <sighs> sigh that energy down into your thighs and your knees. Take another big deep breath, drawing that energy all the way in through the upper body and the legs into the knees and then sighing it out through the lower legs into the ankles, feet and the earth. And take one more deep breath, draw that light all the way down through the body, all the way down through the legs and the feet, and then sigh that energy down into the earth. Imagine your feet in the earth now, maybe they're in the sand, maybe they're in some rich fertile soil in your beautiful garden. Let your feet become fully connected to the earth here, to the ground. And let that dark, fertile energy of the earth, of our mother, come into your feet, in to your lower legs, upper legs, and pelvis. And then let this energy mingle in the solar plexus, in your belly, this golden light coming in from above, this dark support and safety coming in from below. Let yourself really get into this energy tonight. Let the energy into you. 
and then bring your energetic sanctuary into this space. If you're not familiar with that, just imagine that you're in the most beautiful place you've ever seen. This is your safe space. Nothing can harm you here. Nothing can come unless it's invited. This is an entire planet all for you. And you're on that planet now. You're sitting in the safest part of that planet. And take a few breaths here. Really enjoy this safety, the security that you find in this space. And then as you're ready, pick your detective for the day. Maybe you see yourself as this detective. Maybe the detective is with you. Let this be intuitive. Let this be fun. Let this feel safe and joyful. And I want you to go into your sanctuary, finding the cave of fear. We found the cave of healing once, but there's a cave of fear. This is where you're storing all these big fears, these big block letter fears, these, these base fears underneath all of those other emotions. And bring your detective to the mouth of this cave. And notice that you've, you've got lights with you. Maybe you've got a headlamp on, you're holding flashlights. These lights won't fail you. They don't run on batteries. They run on that divine energy. So there's no need to fear that you'll be in complete darkness here. And you won't be alone. You have your detective with you. And as you're ready, step into this cave. Let yourself... Boldly walk into it, moving through that fear. And start to explore. Start to shine your light around. Let your detective lead the way. And find that fear you're going to focus on tonight. And if you're finding fear of the fear, try to name the fear you're afraid of. Give it form and substance. Don't just recognize, oh, it's fear. Shine that light. Have your detective show you what this fear is. What is the base of this fear? Is it a security fear or a safety fear? Is it a fear about love? Is it a fear about death? What is this fear? And again, if things start to get overwhelming, let yourself add some humor into this situation. You're in a cartoon or a movie. This isn't real. This is a safe space. Maybe your Inspector Gadget, Go-Go Gadgeted the wrong thing and you're laughing at him. Even though this is scary, even though you're looking at perhaps your biggest fear, there's so much light here. You're in your sanctuary surrounded by light. Your body is full of light. Your detective is shining light. So just let yourself breathe through any emotions that are coming up. 
and remind yourself that you are safe. And the next part of this can be done in a couple of different ways. You can invite these next beings into the cave with you. If you're feeling too uncomfortable in the cave, then grab your fear, hold it in your hands and step out of the cave. If you need to get back into more light, that's fine. But bring the fear with you, don't leave it behind. We can't work with it if we're not looking at it. So think about this fear because this is a past fear or perhaps it's a fear of the future. Whichever way that's going, there is no fear in the present. In the true present, we are completely present and connected in love. So identify if this is a past fear, something that you picked up in your past that you're still carrying, or if it's a fear of something that might happen in the future. And invite that self to come to you now, either the past self from when this fear started, or the future self that's carrying this fear, that's holding this fear, what, whatever you're afraid of in the future, invite that self to come to you now. And your detective's still here. Maybe he's tripping around. Mr. Bean, he's getting people confused, getting hit by cars but not getting hurt by them. There are some comedic things going on in the background here. Let that continue. Let that light continue to flow. And then take the hand of your past or future self. And then invite your highest self in, or perhaps a spirit guide, perhaps a loved one, whatever feels appropriate to you here. And they could all be together. They could all be wrapped into one, or you could have a chain of people. You could invite all the beings that have ever served you if you feel like you need that support. You don't have to limit this to one. But as this being comes to you, take their hand or paw or appendage, hold on to some part of this being. And again, if it's a chain and there's, there's multiple, multiple beings, make sure you're all connected. Everyone's touching energetically someone else in the chain. And now look at your fear again. And let your past or future self see all of those beings on the other side of you, all of those support beings, your highest self, your spirit guides, the loved ones and ancestors who have come before you. Maybe you're seeing angels, whatever it is, show these beings to your past or future self to the source of this fear. And take some deep breaths through this. Let that light continue to flow through you. Maybe your detective stumbling around being an idiot, but they're still shining that beautiful light on you as well. There's light coming from all these beings. 
And now if you're in the cave, you'll notice it's not dark at all anymore. It's completely bright and it's beautiful. If you stepped outside of the cave, maybe step to the entrance and look in and notice. It's completely lit up and it's beautiful. There's beautiful rock and crystal formations. Perhaps there's a flowing river or some other kind of water feature. Perhaps you see your ancestors and they're dancing. Perhaps you see loved ones. There's a party going on in this cave. There's no fear in here anymore because we filled it with, with light. So let yourself, if you're not there, step back into the cave. Bring everybody with you, even your reluctant past or future self who's still maybe carrying a little bit of that darkness and that's okay. You can repeat this as many times as you'd like and you may need to repeat this with this same fear. This may not be a one-time thing and that's okay. You may find that nothing has changed, but even if you can't see it, if you can't feel it, the mere fact that you've looked at this fear has completely transformed your energetic field already. So now that you're in the cave again, continue holding on to your people, your beings, and then scan through your physical body and notice, is the fear living in your physical body and where? Where is it? It's in your physical or energetic body somewhere. If it's not in the body, it's in the area around the body. And, and do this intuitively. Just let your mind go right to where the fear is. And we're going to go back to that idea of the knot. This fear is a knot. And so the energy is stuck because it can't flow through the knot. So allow your support beings here to begin to unknot the knot for you. You don't have to do anything but keep holding on. Keep holding on to your past or future self. Keep holding on to your beings. And notice, oh, whew, as they just slowly begin to unknot that knot, notice the difference in your body immediately as that knot begins to unravel oh, as that rope or string or whatever you see suddenly becomes open to flow again. Maybe you've, you're seeing a hose that was in a knot. And as that hose is unknotted, the water flows back through. That's your energy flowing back through. That's that stagnation of fear flowing out through that hose and down into the earth where it will be recycled for the highest good. And if your knot is not easily unraveling tonight, don't worry about it. Don't judge yourself for that. Stay in this objective space. Let your beings continue to work on this and know that they will continue to work on this past this meditation. They will work on this knot for you in the background for as long as you need them to. That is what they are here for. So thank them. Send some gratitude to your support beings for helping you do this work. We're never alone in this work. Even though someone else can't do it for us in the physical plane, we have so much support in the energetic space. We have so many beings, so much energy here to support us 
in this work that sometimes the work just does itself if we can look at it, if we can step into it, if we can move into our fear and invite these support beings to help us, that fear begins to transform instantly, even if it doesn't feel like it right away. So as you're ready now, let's complete this circle. Ask your past or future self to step around and make connection with those support beings. Close that circle of energy of love and light and let your past or future self see how beautiful this space is. Let them feel the support here, the light in this space. And invite your past or future self to stay here if they'd like. And allow these support beings to help them feel safer and more secure. As you're ready, take a really big, deep breath. Imagine that knot completely unraveling as you sigh that breath out and then step away, let go. Let your beings come together, your past or future self and your support beings. Perhaps now those support beings have completely surrounded your past or future self, completely surrounded that darkness, that fear that seemed so big. The light is always bigger than the darkness, always, always, always. The light has no end. We just have to look for it. We just have to invite it into our space. As you're ready, very slowly, with gratitude, with love, with reverence for the sacredness of this process that you're leaving, that will continue on in the background as you step back into your regular life, slowly let yourself come out of this fear cave and notice even if there's still some darkness in there, even if the fear is not fully resolved, there's so much more light in this space. Your support beings are still there. Your detective is still there, providing comedic relief to this serious process. Let yourself just stand in your sanctuary for a moment. If you'd like, you can go to your waterfall of joy and jump in or stand on the banks. Just give yourself the last few minutes here to let this light flow through your body, your physical body, your energetic body, your mental and emotional bodies, totally filled with light here. You can leave this fear in the cave for now. When you're ready, come back to this meditation. When you're completely resolved, you will find no more darkness in that cave. And you can allow your support beings, you can invite them to move on to whatever's next. Release your energetic sanctuary now. Let it go back. Or stay in it if you'd like. Keep it with you for the rest of this evening. Either way, whatever feels appropriate to you. 
once more let that beautiful golden light of divine love flow in through your head and your face and your chest and your arms through your belly and your back through your pelvis and your legs and your knees and your feet and again feel your feet in the earth here in the sand in the soil in the grass just take a few final deep breaths here Circle your wrists and your ankles. Gently move your head and neck around. And as you're ready, you can open your eyes as I drop my thing on the ground. So Notice for a second how you feel. Notice if you feel a shift in your body, in your emotional state, in your mental state. If you don't, that's completely fine. But just notice, chances are there's a shift there. Perhaps the room even looks a little bit different. Perhaps you feel a little lighter. Perhaps you feel more flow. Let yourself come back to this meditation, to this exercise. Let yourself use this energetic support. It's just another spiritual tool that you can use to help you move through fear, to feel the fear and do it anyway. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Have a beautiful rest of your night, a harmonious rest of your week. And I will see you next week for Wind Down Wednesday.